Good morning, Airline Baptist Church and those that are watching with us on the World Wide Web. This is the day the Lord has made. The Bible says, let us, if you know it, say it with me, let us rejoice and be glad in it. We're so thankful to have you joining us today uh, as we have church just in a different way. Church is still meeting, but we're just meeting in different locations, but we serve the same God. Hebrews says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I'm so thankful for these men who've come in to help lead us in worship today. Before they do, let's pray together. Father, we are so thankful that in a world that at times seems to be out of control, you are completely in control. We praise you, Father, that nothing takes you by surprise. We're so thankful that we can worship you anytime and any place. We thank you for um, modern technology that allows us the opportunity to connect literally all over the world as we join our hearts together in one to lift up the name of Jesus, the name that's above every other name. God, we thank you that there are people fast at work to find a cure and an end to this COVID-19 virus. Lord, you're the one that created us. We pray that you would just stop that. But in these moments together, help us to focus our attention on you, the author and perfecter of our faith. I pray, God, that you would be here in our midst, that by your word and by your power, as we sing your praises and read your word, you would give hope where hope is needed, encouragement where encouragement is needed, And Lord, for those watching that may not yet have a personal relationship with your son, Jesus, we pray that this morning would be the day of their salvation and we'll give you all glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Water you turned into wine Open the eyes of the blind There's no one like you None like you Into the darkness you shine Out of the ashes we rise There's no one like you None like you Our God is greater Our God is stronger God, you are higher than any other Our God is healer Awesome in power, our God, our God. Into the darkness you shine, out of the ashes we rise, there's no one like like you Our God is greater Our God is stronger God you are higher than any other Our God is healer awesome in power Our God 
if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? to the lies 
am not afraid to leave my past behind. I won't be shaken. No, I won't be shaken. Because my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. There's power that can break off every chain. There's power that can empty out a grave. There's resurrection power that can save. chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Stand a chance when I stand in your love, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your Say, yes, our hearts can say. 
Never once did we ever walk alone Never once did you leave us on our own You are faithful, God, you are faithful You are faithful, God, you are faithful Scars and struggles on the way but with joy our hearts can say Never once did we ever walk alone Carried by your constant grace Held within your perfect peace Never once, no we never walked alone Never once did we ever walk alone on our own You are faithful God you are faithful Every step we are breathing in your grace Evermore we'll be breathing out your praise You are faithful God you are faithful You are faithful God, you are faithful. You are faithful, God, you are faithful. You are faithful, God, you are faithful. You are faithful. God, you are faithful. You are faithful. God, you are faithful. Amen. God, we love you so much and we thank you for it. God, we know that you're faithful. God, we have walked through some of those valleys before, God, and we have faith and confidence knowing that you're always there. You're always faithful. So, God, we trust and believe you're going to be with us through anything and everything that comes our way. God, thank you for this time together this morning. Thank you for those who are worshiping with us, wherever they might be. And God, just cause a calm and a peace to come over us now. We've worshiped you and praised you, Lord, and we just pray that you'd be with Pastor Mike as he brings a message to us this morning. Peace and comfort and encouragement from your word, Lord. We look forward to all that you're going to do. To you be the honor and the glory forever and ever in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Never once did we ever walk alone. It's never happened before and it never will happen. If you'll check him out, God's track record is 100%. Once again, if you're joining us online, we're, we welcome you to Airline Baptist Church in Gainesville, Georgia. If you have an opportunity watching on Facebook Live, if you would check in and just let us know where you're watching from. If you have prayer requests, ways that we can lift you and your family up to the Heavenly Father in prayer, you can just do that on the screen there or email us. We'd love to be able to partner with you and stick together as much as we can during this difficult time. You know, life is always uncertain, not just right now, but every day is uncertain. Only the Lord Jesus knows what our future holds. The very next breath that we have is a gift from the Lord. So right now, the uncertainty of COVID-19, the uncertainty of health, the uncertainty of jobs and income, 
Sometimes, you know, we know what the Bible says, but we still have trouble standing because we just don't understand. Sometimes our strength is just zapped and we don't even want to carry on. And we live in the age of Siri and Google and the information superhighway, and we're used to getting answers, getting instant answers. Right now, we're kind of in a pause in our society, not knowing what the future holds. So whether it's worries about COVID-19 or about your job or a broken relationship or somebody has slandered you, today we continue with part two of our sermon, Faith Over Fear. Faith is greater than our fears. If you have your copy of scripture, We'd love for you to follow along with us, read along with us in Psalm chapter number 37. I believe it'll be on the screen for you, for you to follow along as well. Psalm 37, faith stronger than our fears, part two. Let's begin reading in verse number one. David, the psalmist says, don't worry about the wicked or envy those who do wrong. For like grass, they soon fade away. Like spring flowers, they soon wither. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you'll live safely in the land and you will prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desire. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he'll help you. He'll make your innocence radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Verse seven, be still. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. I don't know about you, but that's one of the hardest commands in the word of God for me to obey right there. He says, don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. There should be an attachment if you're watching through our church website that you can download uh, the outline and follow along with us. If not, it'll be on your screen there. Write this down from Psalm 37. Number one, God wants us to refuse to worry. God wants us to refuse to worry. Verse one there says, don't worry. That word worry in the original Hebrew language means to be troubled in spirit, to have an inner heat or a vexation. Oftentimes that can lead to physical heartburn. And what God wants to remind us this morning is worry does nothing but upset us. Worry does nothing to change the circumstances. One of my favorite evangelists, uh, Junior Hill, says that worrying ignores the Bible. That's letter A on your outline. Worrying ignores the Bible. Now listen, I'm a human just like you are, and I don't mean to pretend that I've arrived and I never have stress and I never worry. It's something that we all battle with, but God says, don't do that. Don't worry. In order for a sermon to preach to somebody else, it's got to preach to the preacher first. And I'm telling you, the Lord Jesus has been speaking to my heart about this. And I think we know that worry and faith cannot coexist at the same time. It's impossible. And listen, we're not just talking about some ethereal, mystical faith. The important thing about faith is what is the object of our faith? The object of our faith is the resurrected Lord. So my faith is always going to be greater than my fears when I look to the Lord first of all. Remember, y'all, this world's not our home. We're just passing through. We're not guaranteed another moment or another opportunity. But when you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the best is yet to come. Eternity with no pain, no heartache. No lack of income, no job loss, and somebody said not even any bad breath. All that we're going through right now is just temporary. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 29 says, what's the price of two sparrows? Sparrow's a tiny little bird. One copper coin, not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. 
So don't be afraid. You're more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. So you see letter A, not only does worrying ignore the Bible, but letter B, worrying infects the believer. Worrying infects the believer. The King James version of verse one says, fret not thyself. Now the original language, fret not thyself when this was written. So you know what? COVID-19 can't make me worry. You can't make me worry. The lack of a paycheck cannot make me worry. I choose to worry myself. Fret not thyself. Worrying takes root and it starts to spread, can spread more rapidly than the COVID-19 virus. So let's let the object of our faith be the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only must we refuse to worry, number two, write this down. God wants us to trust his power. God wants us to trust his power, not the federal government, not our employer, not our doctors, although we're thankful for all of those people. God says, trust my power, trust in the Lord, Psalm 37 and verse three. No matter what the circumstances are, God is completely in control. If you're watching last week, I quoted the late Dr. Adrian Rogers who said, did it ever occur to you that nothing ever occurs to God? When we think about God's power, who or what is more powerful than Almighty God, the one that created the universe, the one that sustains us? God wants us to trust his power. Number three from verse three says, God wants us to obey his precepts. God wants us to obey his commandments and his word. Trust in the Lord and do good. We don't just sit around and trust, but we do good. We're determined to obey the Lord no matter how we feel. Sometimes we say, listen, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. When we don't know what we're supposed to do, let's do what we do know to do. And how do I know what to do? These commands, these precepts, and the 66 love letters of God's word. If I'll do that, God will show me the next step that I can take. You ever feel like you just don't want to carry on? Listen, if we all lived by our emotions, how many of you would still be in the bed this morning? For all I know, some of you watching at home may still be in the bed this morning. If we operated by our fears and our emotions, God would rob us of so many blessings. I remember back in 1992, I believe it was, my wife was expecting our first child, our son, John Michael, who's now 27 years old. And I was on my first international mission trip. I led a group of students from our church in Lynchburg, Virginia to Moscow, Russia, right after the Iron Curtain had fallen. It was an incredible time to be there and to share the gospel. People were so hungry for the word of God. We went with a group called World Help based out of Forest, Virginia. Dr. Vernon Brewer, who was a professor at Liberty University at one time, led that ministry. So we'd been out ministering throughout Moscow, Russia, and that region, and we're all back together for a worship service, Russians and Americans together. When Vernon Brewer walks up to me with a clipboard, and he just stuck it in my gut and said, Mike, I'm very sorry to tell you this, but one of your students has been killed. And he turned around and walked off. I looked down at that clipboard and I saw the name Jonathan Hunt. Every student with me on that trip except one had been with that young man all of their lives from bed babies on. I love that young man like a son. Our families to this day are very close. We still vacation together at times. Can I tell you what I wanted to do? I wanted to get on a plane and get back to my wife and to my church family in Lynchburg, Virginia and to minister to the Hunt family. But we were not able to do that. There was no way to get plane tickets. There was no way to go back. All I just wanted to do is weep and console my kids. But people had given sacrificially to make it possible for us to go on this mission trip so we couldn't stop. 
We had to take time to grieve and to pray together, but we went on when we didn't feel like it and shared the gospel. Sometimes we'd share the gospel, give an open invitation, and every hand in the building would be raised. These were people who grew up under atheism. They were hungry at that time for the gospel. I'm so thankful we didn't just live by our emotions. It's never wrong to do what you know is right. Until God shows you that next step, take the one that you know now. Because when we say that the object of our faith is Jesus and the word of God, genuine Bible faith always produces action. It's more than just in my head. Trust in the Lord and do good even when you don't feel like it. Write this down, number four. God wants us to remember his protection. God wants us to remember his protection. Early reports are that there's a commonly prescribed medication for malaria, along with the z that is showing promising results over this coronavirus, this COVID-19. But listen, the one that created me, the one that breathed life into my body, he's the one that I'm trusting in for protection. Once again, we thank God for doctors, nurses, pharmacists, researchers, researchers, and modern medicine, but our trust is in the Lord. Psalm 37, three, trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. You'll live safely in the land and prosper. What does that prosperity look like? We're not talking about a name it and claim it kind of faith, but the prospering that we have is all the blessings that God says when you seek me first, my kingdom and my righteousness, all these other things will be added unto you. My quiet time in the word of God this morning was about the children of Israel who wandered in the wilderness and how God protected them there in the wilderness. You know, if you think about it right now, we're kind of in a wilderness. We're unplugged from our jobs. We're unplugged from sporting events and large gatherings, maybe God has allowed this to come into our lives that we can just be still and know that he is God. Because when we're quiet and we're unplugged from distractions, it's then that I can hear that still, small voice of God. God protected the children of Israel. And what he's saying here in Psalm 37, just like he blessed them in the past, lest you and I think back, how, how, how has God blessed us in the past? What jams has he got you out of? How has the Lord Jesus supernaturally provided for you and your family in the past? That's the same God that we serve today. So our faith has got to be greater than our fears. When you put all of your faith and all of your hope and all of your trust in the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords, you can rest in the Lord and do good even when your heart's broken. Even when your plans have crumbled all around you, when we can't see God's plan, when we can't trace God's hand, we can trust his heart. We know that the God that created us, he loves us with an everlasting love. His plans, his plans are to prosper us, to give us a future and a hope. And number five, God wants us to rely on his provision. God wants us to rely on his provision. It appears that our federal government trying to keep our economy afloat will be Sending out checks to people, I think 2400 for a married couple, 500 for each additional child. And that is a blessing to help us get through this season. But it's God who is the one that provides every need. Psalm 37, 3, trust in the Lord and do good. Be active in our faith. Then you'll live safely in the land and prosper. You'll live safely in the land and prosper. I believe the King James says, 
feed on his faithfulness. We feed on the faithfulness of the Lord. Someone said to me one time, Mike, where God leads, God feeds. Where God guides, he provides. God brought us to this worldwide pandemic and if he is the object of our faith, God's gonna bring us through this pandemic. Matthew chapter six and verse 25. That's why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. In life more than food and your body more than clothing, Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you, those who have a soul, Jesus died for people, not for birds and animals. Only people can have a relationship with God and go to heaven one day. Aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? A rhetorical question, the answer obviously is no, it cannot. Why worry about your clothing, verse 28? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. So don't worry about these things saying, what do we eat, what do we drink, what do we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Did you get that? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. If I'm consumed with worry, that's what a lost person does because they don't have a relationship with God. All they can do is worry about the here and now. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Verse 33, seek the kingdom of God above all else, live righteously, trust in the Lord and do good, and he will give you everything you need. So even when I don't understand, even when I don't feel like it, even if the cupboard is bare and you can't find the things that you think you need in the grocery store, ladies and gentlemen, let's refuse to worry. Let's trust his power. Let's obey God's precepts. Let's remember God's protection. And finally, number six, God wants us to rejoice in his presence. God wants us to rejoice in his presence. We may not be able to all meet in a church building today, but if you know Jesus as the Lord of your life, we're gathered in his presence because the church has always not been about a building, brick and mortar. The church is the people who make that up. And God says, when you're, when two or three are gathered there, I'm in their midst. Really, if you're all alone and you know Jesus, he's in your midst. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So the best prescription against depression and worry is gonna be praise. Praise is the greatest antidote. So rejoice in his presence. Verse four, take delight in the Lord and he'll give you your heart's desire. Let him be the source of your contentment and joy. So this morning, what brings you the most joy? Is it the fact that you made it to Dollar General before all the Charmin was gone? Is it was the fact that you got some ground beef and we haven't been able to find any for a solid week these days? What gives you the most delight? If your delights, if your desires ever get ahead of your delights, there'll never be any delight in the desires once the Lord gives them to you. I think back, I may have shared this with you before, my great-great-grandpa Wheeler, of course, I never met him. He was my great-great-grandfather. He was a, a very large landowner in my home county of Crisp County. And somebody once asked him as he was buying up different farms and properties, they said, Mr. Wheeler, do you want to buy all the land in Crisp County? And his reply was, nope. I just want to join all of it that adjoins mine. Now, I never knew my great-grandpa Wheeler, whether he was a believer in Jesus or not, but we don't need to let things be the source of our satisfaction. We need to rejoice in the presence of the Lord. And sometimes when I read about the children of Israel and how they complain, I've joked before that they must be Baptist. They must have been Baptist because not only did they complain, they complained about food. Remember when they were in the wandering in the wilderness? They said, oh God, if you just take us back to Egypt. At least there we had cucumbers, garlics, and onions. 
have mercy. Can you imagine longing for cucumbers, garlics, and onions back in Egypt where they were in slavery? Psalm 106 verse 6 says, like our ancestors, we've sinned. We've done wrong. We've acted wickedly. Our ancestors in Egypt were not impressed by the Lord's miraculous deeds. They soon forgot his many acts of kindness to them. Instead, they rebelled against him at the Red Sea, but even so, God saved them to defend the honor of his name. It wasn't about them, it was about his honor and his name and to demonstrate his mighty power. He commanded the Red Sea to dry up. He led Israel across the sea as if it were just a desert. So he rescued them. He'll rescue us today, ladies and gentlemen. He rescued them from their enemies and redeemed them from their foes. Then the water returned and covered their enemies and not one of them survived. Then, then his people believed his promise. Then they sang his praise. We're praising the Lord. We're praising him. We're rejoicing in his presence. We're talking about worship. Worship is acknowledging who he is and praising him for who he is. Yet how quickly they forgot what he had done. They wouldn't wait for his counsel. Verse 14, in the wilderness, their desires ran wild, testing God's patience in that dry wasteland. So he gave them, he gave them what they asked for, but it sent a plague along with it. I believe King James says he gave them their request, but he sent leanness to their souls. What does that mean to have leanness in your soul? When my delights are not to worship him and honor him, when my delights are in things, when my desires are in things, that'll bring a leanness to your soul. So the children of Israel, you know the story, they complained about me. And they begged for meat. God gave them meat till they vomited it up. Be careful what you ask for. Let Jesus and Jesus alone be the one to satisfy your cravings. You see, folks, your family can fail you. Your family can leave you. Your church, your preacher, your pastor may disappoint you. We may go through seasons like this where we cannot worship together. Your finances can fail you, but Jesus never fails. Take it to the bank. Never once did you ever walk alone. Never once will he leave you on your own. We rejoice in his presence. You know, a good, a good lesson for us to do is just open up the word of God and start reading the names of who God is. Praise him because he's the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. Praise him that he's our great physician. Praise him that he's our Abba Father. Praise him that he's our friend that sticks closer than a brother. Praise him that he is our supply. Praise him for all of these things. He'll never, ever leave us. Romans 8 says nothing can separate us from God's love. If America goes completely bankrupt, nothing will separate us from God's love. Psalm 37 and verse 5, commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he'll help you. He'll make your innocence radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Be still. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. I like that the original language here of verse 7 says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. That's not a passive kind of resting. That's an active kind of resting, an active waiting for him to to act. It's like a first baseman with an outstretched glove and you're waiting to get that ball thrown to you. That's the kind of waiting we're talking about, knowing that our God's in control, knowing he's gonna provide every need. I love the old song by Stephen Curtis Chapman that says, his strength is perfect 
when our strength is gone. He'll carry us when we can't carry on because we're raised in his power. The weak become strong. His strength is perfect when our strength is gone. One of the verses of that song says we can only know. We can only know the power that he holds when we truly see how deep our weakness goes. His strength in us begins when ours comes to an end. He hears our humble cry and proves again. His strength is perfect when our strength is gone. Nothing satisfies my soul like Jesus Christ. Nothing will fully satisfy your soul like Jesus Christ. I love the old preacher, Dr. S.M. Lockridge, Dr. Shadrach Meshach Lockridge. He said he is the master of the mighty. He's the captain of the conquerors. He's the door of deliverance. He's the gateway to glory. He's the highway to holiness. He's the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. Dr. Lockridge says his promises are sure. His mercy never ends. His word is absolute truth. Dr. Lockridge said, Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him and the grave couldn't hold him. Why would I worry about anything when my life is in the hands of a God like that? Why worry when you serve a God like that? What burden in your heart today do you need to give to the Lord? Have you allowed the fears of the unknown in this pandemic to overtake the faith that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ? Our dear friend Karen Peck sings this song, when you've cried countless tears and nights are long, when you've fallen below bottom and your last ounce of hope is gone, you're not forsaken, he's known your strife and promised with the dawning joy to fill your life. He gives peace. He gives peace that covers all the pain. He gives peace. He brings a calm in the middle of the hurricane. So when you feel forgotten and no one knows your name, he gives peace that covers all the pain. Another verse that she sings says, when the winds of life have sailed and faith has swayed, when dark clouds hang around you and you can't find the words to pray, he's there beside you holding to your hand. He'll sing a comforter through the storm you'll stand. Listen, it's a peace you can't imagine. It's a peace you can't explain. When you feel broken and abandoned, his peace will take the hurt away. But only, only if you know Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life. For the child of God, these promises are there. We just have to take them and trust in them and believe in them. Maybe you're watching today, you've just kind of been scanning across the internet and you came across this sermon and you think, how can people have a peace like that? It's outside of ourselves. It's not a peace within ourselves. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3 and verse 23 that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's all of us. Everybody's messed up. Nobody's perfect. Every preacher, every priest, every rabbi, nobody's perfect. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's some pretty disturbing news because the God that we serve is perfect and he's holy. He, he knew no sin. The Bible goes on with some even worse news than that. It says in Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin, the price tag, what I deserve for being a sinner is to die and go to hell forever and ever. But the gift of God, thank God for a gift. You can't buy it, you can't earn it. And the flip side of that is you can't lose it. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. He says, God doesn't just say, I love you, love y'all. The Bible says in Romans 5, 8, he demonstrates his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Jesus died for us. Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. That's so easy to do. I really don't remember a time in my life that I didn't confess that and say that I thought Jesus was Lord because I was taught that. I believe he was God's son. 
But not until I was 15 years old and my world around me was falling apart did I understand the next part of that verse. If you confess with your mouth, talk is cheap, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You see, ladies and gentlemen, when you believe it in your heart, it'll rock your world, it'll transform your life. It'll give you a brand new set of want-tos. You confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you too can be saved. It's, it's instantaneous. The Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If you've never trusted Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, we pray that today, today, even in the midst of worldwide chaos, today can be the greatest day of peace you've ever known. If you have an outline, look at your conclusion here. Number one, are you allowing your fears to overpower your faith? Are you allowing your fears to overpower your faith? I love that old song that says, Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for heaven and home? When Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is he. For his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. His eye is on a tiny little old sparrow. And ladies and gentlemen, because of that, I can know, and you can know, that he watches me. Do you know Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life? Number two, have you forgotten his promises? These are promises from God. I may break a promise to you unintentionally. I wouldn't do it on purpose. Other people can let you down. But God's track record, the guy sang it before, never once. God's track record is 100%. We need to be reminded of the promises of God. While we're not going to work, while we're not going to sporting events, let's dive into the truths of God's word and internalize these promises. They're only true for you, number three, if you're an adopted child of God. You see, God never had any grandchildren. I'm not going to heaven because my mom and daddy, my daddy's there, my mama's going to heaven. I'm not going to heaven because I had grandparents that love Jesus that are there. You see, that was a choice that I had to make. I had to choose to be adopted into the family of God. Maybe some of you have been adopted by a family. Maybe your parents were not your biological parents, but they're your chosen parents. That's what salvation is. When God adopts us into his family, when we do what he says to do, confess with our mouth and believe in our heart. Are you an adopted child of God? If not, today can be the day of your salvation. And listen, if you know Jesus as the Lord of your life already, number four, how can you share faith in Jesus with others during these uncertain times? How can you share faith with, um, in Jesus with others during these difficult, uncertain times? We got social distancing, supposed to be six feet apart. We can't go to large gatherings. God's given us the World Wide Web. Listen, we may have more people watching this sermon on the internet. Pastor Andrew Fogarty is doing our Wednesday night online study. As of this morning, over 1,100 people had seen that. Trust me when I say we've never had 1,100 people on this campus on a Wednesday night. God can use you. Why don't you video your personal testimony? Just take an iPhone and put it on social media. Why don't you text some people, call some people, and spread the word of God? Because we live in uncertain times. Karen Peck says this also, through the trouble, pain, and disappointments, when it seems I've got nothing left, you'll never leave me or forsake me. I'm going to testify until my dying breath. I am blessed. I am blessed beyond measure, so far beyond what's gained through earthly treasure. Whatever comes my way, still my soul will say, 
I am blessed. Can you say that today? Let's pray together. Listen, I just told you, if you're unsure of your relationship with Christ, how you can be sure. I just kind of want to help you in that. If you've never trusted Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life, trust me when I say it's not about repeating the words of a preacher. This is about the posture and attitude of your heart. If you know that you're not perfect and you've sinned, all of us have, will you just pray, God, I know I'm not perfect. God, I know I've messed up. You just pray that from your heart to the Father. You really believe God's word when it says Jesus, he was born of a virgin, that was absolutely theologically imperative that he had to be born of a virgin, otherwise the curse of sin would be passed on. You believe Jesus lived a sinless life, he never ever sinned? Say, God, I believe Jesus never sinned. You really believe that he willingly gave up his life on an old rugged cross and they laid him in a borrowed tomb and three days later he came back to life? You really believe that? Say, oh God, I believe you did that for a nobody like me. Thank him for doing that for you. Ask him to save you right now this morning. Ask him to empower you to be a witness to others because we're surrounded by hurting people. Thank God for saving your soul this morning. If you're a believer, you already know Jesus, pray right now and say, oh God, show me, show me even in this time of quarantine and social distancing, how I can be a witness for Jesus. Father, remind us that it's all about you, you're worthy and it's all for your glory. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, inviting Christ to come into your heart as your Lord and Savior for the very first time, please contact us through our church webpage. You can put it in the comments here. However you want to get a hold of us, we want to help you. That's just the first step. The Bible says nothing will separate you from God's love. If you don't have a copy of God's word, we'd love to send you a copy of God's word. We'd love to send you some information to help you get started right. On how do you, what does this thing mean about being a Christian? What's the next step for me? We want to help you in that. If you have prayer requests, ways that we can pray for you or your family. Indicate those in the box below or, or email us here at the church. And listen, if you're a member of Airline Baptist Church, you know, the, the needs of the ministry continue. We're heating and cooling the building so that we can come to you a worldwide web. We were told this morning that our internet bill is going to go up because we're using more bandwidth. That's okay. But the point of all that is the expenses continue. So if you're a child of God and this is your home church, if you're not a part of Airline, you tithe to your home church. Malachi says the tithe is the lords and says bring it to the storehouse we believe that's the local new testament church you can tithe you can give to airline baptist church by texting airline baptist altogether no space airline baptist to 77977 we're going to continue serving we're going to continue ministering we're going to continue supporting our missionaries around the world so take the time today to praise god worship him for who he is and you come back wednesday night at 6 15 our student pastor andrew fogel to be coming to you live again with the study from the Word of God. God bless you. Thanks for being with us today.